Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this year's show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 12, Drinking Caffeine Intentionally. So, uh, so how, how you doing over there, buddy? I am good. Feeling a little bit wired right now. It's been a while since your last cup of coffee, and you've had quite a bit today, if, if I'm not mistaken. Off, off to a very big start, I guess, back on the caffeine train. Uh, so yeah, I guess we've talked about this a little bit, but I haven't had caffeine <laughs> in over a month and a half until this morning. Yeah. And I've started the day off with a grande latte from Starbucks. Yeah. And now I'm on to a cup of green tea, which is wonderful. I have missed green tea so much. I absolutely love, love, love green tea. And having it again feels just wonderful. But I am also really feeling wired right now. I could tell. I feel like I could type a million miles a minute right now. Yeah. And maybe speak that. So I'm trying very hard to rein in <laughs> to trip my natural over. quick speaking tempo. Who knew Starbucks delivered over Uber Eats? It's ridiculous. It's marvelous. I don't know about that. We live 600 meters from a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, we were late, pretty lazy this morning before the caffeine kicked in. You to, were. To, I've to, been up since five. Okay, whatever. Um, so to give you <laughs> to, to give you an idea, it is 8.43 in the morning. And as promised at, at the end of the last episode, we are hyper caffeinated to, to record this episode. Um, I, I don't really drink that much caffeine. And, and all morning I've been sipping on this venti uh, Starbucks coffee. And Starbucks coffee, they seem to just load it with caffeine. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's huge. I can't, I've never seen you drink a, co- a venti before. This is I'm glad I don't have to be around you all day. I feel shameful <laughs> so hyper. just drinking such a such a big thing. But yeah, the, you know, we don't drink much caffeine to begin with, um, though we do consume some uh, strategically in order to actually benefit from it. Um, so my, my rule is I never drink caffeine two days in a row. I never consume caffeine two days in a row. Uh, most days I, I have like a nice decaf coffee. But if I'm doing some work that requires hyper-focus, um, I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee so I can zero my attention in on whatever I have to do. But I, I think most of the time I'm kind of like you. But the you know we, we're kind of exceptions to this almost you know you've done a bit of digging into just how much people consume every day yeah so i think about 80 to 90 percent of people in north america adults in north america drink caffeine regularly and until the last month and a half i don't think i was quite as structured as you which may have been why i went for a month and a half without any caffeine because before that it had gotten a little out of hand how much caffeine i was drinking where i was drinking almost a whole pot of pot of coffee by myself every day, plus all the tea that I was regularly drinking. And I think that was just a combination of having a lot of work. And I was also not sleeping really well, but then drinking a lot of caffeine led to not sleeping well. So well, that's a it, cycle it a lot just of people fall led into. to a really vicious cycle where all of a sudden I was drinking so much more caffeine than I should have been. And it was making me really jittery and feeling kind of anxious. So I did cut it out for a month and a half just to kind of rein in my tolerance a little bit because I love, I absolutely love green tea. And not drinking green tea doesn't feel like a real option, but I think my tolerance had just gotten way ahead of me. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that kind of negative energy cycle because I noticed it this morning with myself. Um, I didn't. I think my sleep quality last night was about sixty-five percent, so lower 
than it usually is. But I'm feeling amazing right now with this coffee. But I can totally see over-caffeinating today, compromising on sleep quality tonight, and having that vicious energy cycle that that's so easy to fall into. Yeah. And caffeine is definitely a band-aid solution to not sleeping well, right? So it's a very easy cycle to fall into. And I think in the six or seven months leading up to our wedding and and this summer, I think I was drinking just way more caffeine than I was comfortable with. And it was definitely negatively affecting me at that level. So So that's kind of the, the intention with this episode is to turn caffeine from a band aid stimulant into something that you can actually benefit more from every single day because there are remarkable benefits from uh, turning that stimulation um, into just from from a habit into something that you benefit from every day. Yeah. And I think it's so easy. A lot of people just wake up and have a cup of coffee or a, a pot of tea every morning without really thinking if that's the best timing or best source of caffeine for their day or what they actually want to get out of caffeine. I mean, I'm all for rituals and I think coffee or tea in the morning is really lovely, but the amount of caffeine you have in the morning might not be the best timing for what you're looking for. Yeah. So let's start with what caffeine is because I feel a lot of people don't really realize it's, it's harder to think when you're, when you're so caffeinated, isn't it? I mean, I feel pretty good right now, but maybe it's just you. You're just not used to being awake at this hour. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a whole new different experience for me. So let's start with what caffeine is, um, because it, when, when you kind of start with the basics, step zero, it is a drug. It is uh, a stimulant. Yeah, exactly. And it is a drug, which means it can lead to some pretty nasty side effects. It can. And we're not going to go into all of this fully because... We're not doctors. And there are a million references out there if you want to know about the medical side effects. So that's not what we're going to talk about. Huge medical disclaimer. Uh, Consult with your physician before blindly following any advice on a podcast. And please don't sue us. That should be a very good rule in general. What what did you notice when you cut out, when you went from having that pot of coffee every single day to nothing at all? Yeah, it was at first I felt very, very slow. There were about three or four days where I just felt kind of sluggish, especially in the middle of the day. Um, And it was just I wasn't used to not having like a consistent high level of energy for every day. Mm. But that went away really, really quickly. How quickly? In four days, I think. Four days. Four days I was totally done. And I think in the first two days I had pretty nasty headache. Yeah. But running really helped with that. So as soon as I started to feel the run, the headache kick in, I would go out for a run. And that definitely got rid of the headache. That, drinking lots and lots of water. Um, I had, I did think, I do think I took an Advil on the second day because the headache was pretty bad. But, and I never take Advil. So it was, it was pretty bad headache. But I mean, that's part of the process. And after two days, that part of the side effect really went away. I found I was sleeping a lot better. I wasn't having insomnia or difficulty falling asleep anymore. But in general, that went away. All of that kind of went away after four days and the sluggishness was totally gone. And I had a much more consistent energy level all throughout the day after cutting out caffeine. So that was really nice. And this is something that's worth underscoring is, um, you know, we've we've looked at the research, you know, I've over the over the last several years, I've read so many meta analyses on on how caffeine influences mental, physical performance. And one thing that comes up again and again and again and again is everybody is wired differently. Um, So you do have those people that they have one sip of a coffee like this one and they're 
they're done. Like they're vibrating. They're, they're shaking for the rest of the day and, and they feel on edge. But then you have somebody who can have this entire venti drink one hour before bed and sleep. They're, they're out like a light and not, not affected by it at all. And so that, you know, it's worth putting that disclaimer before you follow the advice. Really like, first of all, like reflect whether it's right for you, but also reflect on your unique tolerance to caffeine because some people uh, metabolize it differently. And, and in fact, if you do an online DNA test, you can often uh, determine how quickly you, um, you, you metabolize caffeine. So it really does differ. Yeah. I think, and I think I was really wrong about what I thought it was. I was always under the impression that I could drink caffeine right before bed and go to sleep. And that is just definitely not true. And, yeah. and going through this whole process has made me realize just how much caffeine was really affecting my sleep. Yeah. Maybe for much longer than I realized. So I think the best way to avoid dependence, though, is to really think about how you can drink caffeine intentionally, which mm-hmm. is kind of what this whole episode is about. Yeah. Now to the meat of the episode. Um, you, you know, there, there have been several ways that, that I, I personally have developed, um, you know, for, for my own rituals, my own routines to consume caffeine strategically. And, and I think you have as well. So, so as, as usual, we've poured over the research surrounding this topic uh, to figure out a few tips that are worth sharing with you. And they kind of uh, fall into a few different categories. There's the timing with how often we drink and when we drink caffeine. Um, there's the frequency with which we drink caffeine. And there's the source that it comes from. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think, so the timing for me is probably the one that I'm the most sensitive to, or, or I think about the most when I think about caffeine, especially when it comes to what I'm doing. So I, I know I at least before when I was drinking a lot of caffeine, I probably wasn't as intentional as I should have been, but I was just drinking it when I knew I had a lot to get done or when I knew I had a big day ahead of me, but I wasn't using it for very specific tasks. And now that I'm getting back into caffeine and and going to bring it back into my life, this is definitely something I'm keeping in mind. And I want to be very mindful of this because I don't want to be drinking a pot of coffee a day, especially because I don't even like coffee. But I don't want to be drinking a whole pot of coffee every day. And, and I, it's a lot of energy to waste when you don't time it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're going through the morning motions and you're going through your routine, you don't need caffeine to get through the morning routine. You don't need caffeine to take a shower. You could just walk in the shower and take it. Like, what? why not use that unique benefit that you can get from consuming caffeine to do something important with your time, to, to, to work on something that's more consequential. Uh, because there is that price to pay usually later on in the day. Um, there, there are some caffeine vehicles by uh, which you experience less of a crash later on in the day, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you do have to pay that price back um, because your energy does dip later on in the day once your body starts to metabolize the caffeine out of your system. So if you're going to benefit from that caffeine boost, why not use that boost strategically instead of habitually? Yeah. I mean, if you're drinking it right in the morning, first thing, your energy levels are already picking up for most people. This isn't true for everybody, but you you do have this natural kind of increase in how much attention and focus you have in the morning. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody has this. And then it dips in the afternoon again. And if you've already taken caffeine in the morning, that dip is going to be even more crushing in the afternoon. Yeah. So I think just thinking about maybe not having a default coffee or tea in the very beginning of very your day. Very first is, thing in the morning. And, and the, the research shows that around 10 a.m., 
is the best time to consume a cup of coffee. We're, we're not following this rule. It's 8.55 right now at the time of recording. Um, but that, this is when our cortisol levels are the lowest. And so we're, we're naturally uh, experiencing an energy dip. If you're average, right? It, again, take what works for you and leave the rest. But if you find that your energy does dip around 10 a.m., that might be a good time to delay that cup of coffee, though do keep in mind that everybody's different and it does take caffeine 8 to 14 hours to metabolize out of our system um, get, given the half-life of, of caffeine. And so do keep that in mind as well. I think resetting is actually really, really helpful. So every now and then I've done, this is not the first time I've completely cut out caffeine for extended periods of time. I do this probably once a year, maybe once every year and a half, mm. just to kind of remember how caffeine affects me and what my natural baseline energy levels are. Yeah. So I, I tend to forget that after becoming so dependent on caffeine. And because I love it so much, it just ends up being something I drink quite a lot. So I just like to be mindful of that every now and then and just remind myself, oh yeah, I actually have a lot of energy in the yeah. morning and I don't need caffeine and before before 11 a.m. And that's something that people don't realize is your body adapts to how much caffeine you consume. And so if you have no coffee for your entire life, then you suddenly have a, a venti coffee from Starbucks. You're going to have an insane energy boost, but if you keep consuming that that same cup of coffee every single day, day after day your body adjusts to how much caffeine you consume so that you need that venti coffee in order to just feel normal. Um, and, and, and I think that's something important to keep in mind where if you have the same amount of caffeine every single day, day after day, your body will adjust. And so that becomes your new level of normal. And you kind of lose grip on what normal feels like in terms of how much energy you have and speaking from experience here. And so I think, you know, the frequency that we consume caffeine with is just as important as, as the timing. You know, consume it before you do uh, something that's important. Um, except, you know, what one thing that's worth highlighting there is if you're an introvert and the task happens to be social, it, it probably isn't worth consuming caffeine before doing that task. Um, introverts are more stimulated by their environment by default. Uh, and so if you're giving an important presentation and you're more on the introverted side of that spectrum instead of extroverted, um, don't have that cup of coffee. You're going to be stimulated by, by, by the people that you're giving the presentation to. But if you're an extrovert um, or an ambivert who, who sits somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, you'll probably benefit from the extra cup of coffee that um, that that uh, that that can give you that energy, but for frequency, you only drink it every other day. Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. Yeah, huh. I, I never I never do it two days in a row. I think that's something I might try. I I've just always defaulted to drinking lots of tea, but now that I'm in one of my reset phases, yeah, I think this is maybe one of those times Your where I'll step back a little month bit. Month and a half of a reset phase. It's been really nice. I don't want to go back into a dependency mode. Yeah, so I think maybe well, I'll switch back into drinking it. That, only, only green tea every other day. That, that's like the that. whole system with with um, not having it two days in a row. Because our body adjusts to how much we consume, uh, I, I don't want to give it any ammunition in order to do so. 
Um, and, and so I never have it two days in a row. And I find that I never adjust and that even a little small cup of coffee um, every second day, I usually go two or three days without having caffeine. Um, you know, I, I make sure to have the decaf coffee. By the way, decaf coffee usually has caffeine in it. Um, it usually a decaf coffee has about the same amount of caffeine in it that a, that a regular tea does. Um, so it's important to get Swiss water method coffee. Um, little pro tip for you. But uh, I, I think, you know, not stacking the caffeine, having it every couple days uh, really does help avoid that dependency. All right. So I know there's lots of different sources for caffeine. Mm -hmm. I have only really ever tried coffee and tea and I definitely prefer coffee because, or whoa, no, definitely not coffee. I definitely (laughs) prefer tea than coffee. I really don't like coffee at all. So green tea is definitely my Mm -hmm. go-to. Black tea, all of those kinds of teas have, do have caffeine and the, the amount of caffeine definitely really varies depending on the type of caffeine or type of tea yeah. and how long you brew it for. And, and as a general rule, tea is usually better than coffee. Coffee is good for you. Co- coffee has an incredible number of health, health benefits, but uh, green tea in, in particular and black tea with the antioxidants it, it contains, but green tea especially has something called L-theanine in it, uh, which tempers the effects of a caffeine crash and it provides you with, with a more stable lasting amount of energy. So there are these different uh, vehicles for caffeine. There's there's tea, which is great for you. There's coffee, which is also great for you. Then you have the kind of weird world of caffeine supplements. Like, uh, I guess you have cola as well, Coca-Cola, but the that's usually loaded. Yeah, the sneaky, stealthy caffeine. And that one's really dangerous because you so many people drink it with dinner yeah. or in the evenings, but it has so much caffeine in I it. I only learned like a year ago how much caffeine a Coke has I know. in it. I totally forget every single time. And I don't drink a lot of soda, but every now and then I do. And then I remember, oh, damn, that's why I'm awake still. Yeah. So if, if you don't like caffeine or, or if you don't like coffee or tea and, and you just want kind of an efficient way of getting caffeine into your body there are caffeine pills as well um i, I find that they make me a bit jittery and, and that i like the ritual around a, a cup of coffee or or a nice cup of tea even decaf coffee the ritual around that's pretty nice but pills might be worth exploring you could pick up a, a whole container of them like a thousand little caffeine pills for like 20 bucks off of amazon and, and so in terms of cost you can save a lot of money that way um in terms of absorption uh caffeine gum is the best vehicle uh, for for absorbing caffeine quickly because your body absorbs it, absorbs it through the tissues of your mouth. I think they're called subcutaneous tissues. Um, nerd, nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd alert! We need a like a sound effect for nerd alert. No, um, but that just makes you even more of a nerd. Oh no! It's yeah, okay. Nerds, I like nerds that. have a lot of sound. I like effects. that about no. you. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. nerd alert. Um, so, so caffeine gum, if you're looking for absorption time, it is the best uh, way to do so. But it doesn't take uh, coffee or tea that long to be absorbed. If you're looking for health benefits, tea uh, is perhaps the best vehicle that you should consume. If you're looking for uh, a big hit of caffeine, uh, maybe have some coffee, which especially from from Starbucks, which is loaded with it. And all the people that love coffee are probably very upset because Starbucks is not known for for quality, but it is known for caffeine. Lots of people love Starbucks coffee. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's big because some people like it. So there's nothing wrong with Starbucks coffee. But, I mean, tea also, another thing you didn't mention, does have a lot of options, right? So 
even if yeah. you don't like plain green tea or plain black tea. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of English breakfast tea, but you can get creamy Earl Grey. You can get all sorts of alternative flavored teas that don't have flavoring, like artificial flavoring. Yeah. Something like creamy Earl Grey, which doesn't just has orange and vanilla in it. Or um, cinnamon green, which is what I'm drinking right now, which is just cinnamon and green tea, which is the best blend you will ever find. So you can, there are lots of options when it comes to tea if you're, if you're looking for that. Oh, and remember the grapefruit hack with green tea? Oh, yeah. So um, when you drink green tea and have a grapefruit, there's something about the way that, and grapefruit is one of those things that it, it tends to moderate all sorts of effects in your body. Right? Yeah. If, so, you, so if a you're lot taking of medication, you shouldn't usually be eating uh, grapefruit. That's something a lot of pharmacists will tell you when you're taking something. Green tea <laughs> is one of those things that interacts with uh, grapefruit. So it can affect you more significantly than if you took it without gra- uh, the grapefruit. So that's just something to notice if you are drinking green tea and you have grapefruit or if you want to drink caffeine, but have less of it in your body. Um, half- grapefruit is kind of a way to level up your caffeine intake. What a good hack. Mm-hmm. Always have a grapefruit on hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just a good life life tip always. Grapefruit's the best. Life hack. Oh, no. All right. So maybe let's wrap up and we can just say a, cu- a couple things to try. Yeah. So I think... Since you're the hyper-caffeinated one, you can take so this section. so caffeinated right now. Um, <laughs> I, think the- I wonder if this podcast is better than normal or just terrible because of how caffeinated we are. I don't know. We will see. You might have a bigger editing job this time around. Well, enjoy with that, but I'm going to wrap up with some things that people can try. And I think the big takeaway here is that it really depends on what your baseline level is. If you're already drinking caffeine, I think the next step or the next thing you could even think about is how you could time it more strategically to get what you want to do done. If you have something really big that requires a lot of focus, maybe time your caffeine intake that day based on when you need that kind of energy boost. If you're up for it, maybe try cutting it out for a while or start drinking less frequently to become just sensitive to how it actually affects you and to to when your body really needs it versus when you just want to have a ritual. And nothing against rituals. I love tea as part of my ritual. Um, And that's, that's a very valid part of the process, right? So I think that's really important as well. But just to be aware of how caffeine affects you. And it's often helpful to have a ritual that stays the same from day to day to day to day. Um, so uh, most mornings I'll make a, a nice uh, cup of coffee with, with the Chemex uh, brewing method, which is, it's, a, it's like a nice ritual every morning. But most mornings it'll be a decaf cup of coffee. Um, and, and the other mornings it'll be caffeinated that, that I want to benefit from that energy. So have the same ritual, but sub it in for caffeine uh, when you find that helpful. Yeah, I know from even myself when I cut out caffeine, I switch to just having a pot of decaf tea every morning. So something like peppermint or yeah. or chamomile, something mild. Um, and if you, that's another thing. If you're not already drinking caffeine, I think that's probably just fine. Yeah. Don't stress that. I think um, there's no need to bring caffeine into your life. And I think there's a lot of pressure just because we live in a world where everybody drinks so much caffeine. There is a lot of pressure to kind of assimilate and drink caffeine with everybody. <laughs> but I think it's really, I, I think it's a really um, valid choice to not be drinking caffeine. Um, and I think not drinking caffeine for a month, it always makes me realize how much I really don't need it. And also made me aware of just how much energy I already have without caffeine. And I think that is, um, I think something that I'm going to be more mindful of is how little I actually need it. So. Yeah. And if you find that your energy has these huge peaks and these huge, huge troughs throughout, throughout the day, maybe look at 
how much caffeine you consume. Because if you reset and then you find that your energy is more stable, that could be worth it. Uh, one another bonus tip for, for resetting your caffeine tolerance is wait until you get sick. You know, flu season is almost upon us here. No, yeah. it's still okay. summer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but what, because the symptoms for when you reset your caffeine tolerance are similar to that of the flu, if you wait until you get the flu, you just uh, ascribe whatever symptoms you get from resetting your caffeine toler- tolerance to the fact that you're sick. Uh, and so I find that to be a really helpful strategy. And plus, when you're sick, you often don't really want to have caffeine anyway. And, and so I do that every single time I get a cold or get the flu. I reset the tolerance that I have and I feel better after it because of that fact. Nice. Well, I just finished my green tea, so I think it's time to wrap up. All right. Finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode, this hyper-caffeinated episode of the podcast. We both hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you in a couple of Tuesdays. Tuesdays.